Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. This is something that is really handy because the artificial turf is plastic, right? So that smell doesn't really soak into it. And so you can actually have it out there if you get a decent turf where it's not gonna cause a problem for you. And what's cool is you can go around and pick it up and then hose it down and they do make deodorizers, which we'll talk about in the next segment. But if you go through and set this up correctly with the right base underneath it, and the right drainage, you can have a space that is um, meant for the dogs, but not as uh, filled with odor as you might think. Um, it is a challenge that we've been fighting and I've got to go back and install it, uh, install my turf correctly because it is just laying down on the ground right now. Because I had a couple spare pieces at the time when we were moving that I had from a buddy and now I'm going to do a more serious thing and I'm going to actually put in when it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show, where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at RootQuencher at RootQuencher.com. If you are spending time making sure that you've got your plants, shrubs, trees are all watered correctly, Check these guys out because they put the water right at the roots so the water doesn't run down the hill or anywhere else. It puts it right where it needs it, and you don't have to water a bunch of other stuff unneedlessly. Check them out at uh, rootquencher.com. Well, today we're going to be talking about in this hour pets and making sure for all the dog owners out there that we've got some of the latest and greatest stuff because, you know, there's a ton of dog owners in our audience. And today I wanted to talk about some of those things that really make you know, fun for the dogs around the house. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the fun part is taking care of those pets can be an exciting time. And one of the first ones that I did here when I moved into my new house, and this was a lot of fun. So I wanted to create a dog area because, you know, I'm busy. My wife's busy. I wanted to make sure that we had the pet situation covered for the dogs. So what I wanted to create was a dog run area that I didn't have to worry about the dogs having to wait for us to come let them out, that we could control the space they went to. So I wasn't going around the whole yard picking up dog poo, as well as create a space that they could go out to anytime they wanted to get a breath of fresh air. And so what we did is we took this little side yard that was kind of a awkward triangular space. I fenced it in and put some uh, artificial turf down and created our dog bathroom area, the little dog run on the side. And then I put in a uh, just a regular dog door, and it worked okay. Uh, this last early spring, and it was, I think, my first segment that I did for my new show, Around the House Northwest, the television show, is I installed a high-tech pet door. And literally, this is high-tech, because that's the company name, High Tech Pet. And uh, these guys are great. And you can find this over at H-I-T-E-C-P-E-T.com. So H-I-T-E-C-P-E-T.com, high-tech pet. 
And I put in a very smart Wi-Fi enabled dog or pet door opener. So the cool thing with this, and this was a game changer for me. And what it does is it seals up beautifully. Like you could have a flood outside and the water's not going to run around it kind of thing. This is your answer to having something. You know, the problem I had is I had the old dog door in there with the magnets on it. And if we had a 30 or 40 mile an hour wind, it would open the door up and blow in. And I have large dogs, so this would be a problem. So now you put a collar on your pet. They get close to the door. You can get it tuned in. And the door automatically opens. They go outside. It closes. And when they get close on the way back, it opens and closes. So one, you don't have the Danny DeVitos or whatever in Home Alone trying to creep through it. Two, you don't have the raccoons coming through it because the dogs are coming in and in and out. And three, it gives you a very affordable solution for keeping the animals out where they need to be and your animals in where they want to be and the ability for them to go outside. And so that's what really is cool. So I have this uh, uh, pet collar that's operated. It's a uh, ultrasonic pet collar. And I can also run it with my phone, which is cool. And then you can set up custom timers and all that kind of things. It's really easy how it goes in. I mean, you can set up to 20 custom timers uh, at the exact times your pet is allowed to go in and out. If you don't want them to go out at certain times, you can do that uh, seven days a week. It works out really well. Um, and then the app also gives you full operating instructions of how to operate it, and it works out really well. And then, um, you know, if you need to, if it needs firmware updates, things like that, it'll automatically do it which is great, but um, I do love the four-way access control and hold option too. So you can, if you're charging collars or something like that or working on it, or you just want the dog to be able to run it in and out, that's a nice day. You can open that up and let them go. And it gives you great control of where your dogs and pets are. So they're really easy. You can put them through a door. You can put them through a the wall. They do have uh, like wall tunnel kits that you can put through there. Uh, different sizes. They have their uh, pet safe batteries that go into these. And um, I tell you what, they work well, and uh, I'm sold on it. They did a great job with it. Um, and so uh, you can remote control it from anywhere. So that is a key right there to give you that. And uh, High Tech Pet, kind of a cool product. And uh, you can find those guys there. They're on Amazon everywhere else. But uh, seems like the best deals are over at the uh, hightechpet.com, which is H-I-T-E-C-P-E-T.com. So check out that. And then they have a bunch of other stuff as dog training collars, bark collars, that kind of stuff as well. Um, you know, so those are things that uh, if you're trying to control your pet, that's an interesting one. Now, here's the thing, and I've learned this. Here's here's a, a something that I've learned a lot over the years as being a dog owner. And there's a lot of people out there, oh, I've had dogs my entire life. I'm going to train them. And maybe you're good. But you know something? Most people aren't. And please... Rely on your local training community to make sure that you're treating your dog correctly and that you've got things dialed in so you are communicating with your dog and your dog knows what's going on and can understand what you're trying to do. You know, we see so many bad habits as far as pet owners and even more so now with, with COVID and the huge problems we had of people getting pets that had never had pets before and had no experience. 
letting those trainers do the heavy lifting for you so you can make sure and get your pet under control and you under control of how to deal with that pet. So um, we've got a real big problem now, I know, because I've seen it on the news as far as having, um, you know, homeowners turning in those pets that they had during COVID. I think that's really sad. So we're starting to see a pushback of people giving up their pets because it was great when everybody was home, but it was harder to deal with when you're off at work and had to return to the office. So today I'm really trying to make sure that we give you the right tools and the right pieces. So if you're trying to make it work with your pet um, and you're a new pet owner that you've got some options. And so that's the key. Now, another thing I want to talk about, we're going to talk about this in the next segment here, as far as putting that artificial turf down. And this is something that is really handy because the artificial turf is plastic, right? So that smell doesn't really soak into it. And so you can actually have it out there if you get a decent turf where it's not going to cause a problem for you. And what's cool is you can go around and pick it up and then hose it down. And they do make deodorizers, which we'll talk about in the next segment. But if you go through and set this up correctly with the right base underneath it and the right drainage, you can have a space that is um, meant for the dogs, but not as filled with odor as you might think. Um, It is a challenge that we've been fighting and I've got to go back and install it, uh, install my turf correctly because it is just laying down on the ground right now because I had a couple spare pieces at the time when we were moving that I had from a buddy and now I'm going to do a more serious thing and I'm going to actually put in um, some more added drainage below it so that uh, when we rinse things off and it goes down through that we have the right control of moisture as well as I want to make sure that um, it gives us a chance to have the, a place where that stuff goes and so it'll actually smell better in time. The way I'm doing it now by just rolling it out works well, but uh, walking by that fence, uh, I'm happy I don't have a neighbor's house right up against it. Because it would be a little bit stinky if nobody wants that. So we'll talk about that in the next segment. But around the house returns, stuff going. What's up? This is Stick and Satchel from Steel Panther, and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G. Yeah. We love Eric G, and you should too. Welcome back to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. If you want to find out more about us, head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. And uh, you can find us over there with the podcast, the radio show, as well as our videos that you find over at KBTV Fox 12. We have our own uh, stream over there, a videos playlist, and uh, that's all our YouTube stuff from the television show. We've been talking about dogs and pets today in the second hour of the show. And we were talking about, uh, before I went to break, I was talking about the different, um, you know, like turf options of putting down an artificial turf. So you don't have to worry about the uh, dogs staining the grass and that kind of stuff. And there's a couple different ways to go as far as keeping that deodorized if it's an area that your dogs are using as a bathroom source, you know, where they're going to be using the bathroom and you want to keep it smelling good. There's a product, uh, and these are both ones I'm going to be testing out here shortly, so I'll let you know how it goes, but... uh, 
They're well known in the industry. One of them is called uh, Zeofill, and it is an infill and backyard deodorizer. So this is how this works, and it really helps when you've got like a uh, if if it doesn't rain a lot, and you've got a dry area, and the dogs are going in the same area. Um, it doesn't matter if you've got like those pee pads or things like that. This stuff works really well. So this backyard deodorizer is designed to absorb the urine. And what it does is it prevents the ammonia from turning into a gas, right? So where other products kind of neutralize it, this actually doesn't neutralize it. It just captured that ammonia and keeps it from getting released. You don't get that ammonia urine smell. So um, it leaves the area odor-free. So that is the key, really, to this. And so you can get this um, uh, backyard deodorizer. You can get it in like a 50-pound uh, bag. You can get an 8-pound. You know, you can get um, a little 4-pound container. There's lots of different stuff. Uh, they have a starter pack that you can buy um, that's all set to go, which has uh, stuff. There's, you know, a premium bundle. So anyway... There's a lot of stuff, Zeofill, Z-E-O-F-I-L-L.com. And they've got a lot of different things depending on your application. So uh, they recommend it for dog runs, artificial turf, dog parks, potty patches, vet clinics, natural grass, all of those things. Um, and then there's another one here I wanted to talk about, which is another one that I think is very interesting. This one is called Pea Hero. And same kind of thing. It is a liquid that you apply. And uh, you can put it on artificial turf, fake grass, real grass, you know, porch potty, potty pads, dog kennels, dog runs, stables, barns, concrete, cement, rocks, stones, gravel, dirt, basically anywhere you want. And uh, it's an endless list. But basically, all you do is mix this stuff out and spray it out there. And if you use one of those pump sprayers, it works really well. And uh, follow the directions, and then you have uh, a, a good situation on your hands because uh, basically you're going to repeat the steps. It's an enzyme, so it's got millions of little enzymes in it. This enzyme eats up everything, so you basically go through and put this every three to ten days until the smell is gone. And it takes a little bit of while. The bigger the problem, the more it takes for the enzymes to eat it up. But uh, once you get those microbes going, then, uh, you know, you can have it so they keep working. And so uh, let the microbes do the work for you. That's also great, um, you know, for handling that stuff. Now, the next one here is something that is a challenge, and this can be a challenge with dogs and cats, and especially cats. Um, when you have dogs that um, go to the bathroom inside the house in the non-approved areas, and this is a big problem when you have uh, wall-to-wall carpeting and things like that. Uh, we just had this happen at a relative's house where the uh, where the cat was going. I'm allergic to cats, so I can tell you it wasn't my house. But uh, the cat um, that uh, had some health issues before was going into the corner of a room and going pee and uh, marking that territory. And... Many times you can go in there if it's only been a couple times and hit it with like nature's miracle, one of those enzymes, and it will go in there and eat up the carpet. I have had very good success with that product. Uh, using that with um, in combination, you know, with a good shampooer 
and a good professional carpet cleaner. And I'm not talking the one you rent from the store, having somebody come in on the truck mount. Um, what we did is we went in there and this was in a uh, rental probably 15 years ago. I went in there with nature's miracle. I went through the black light and I could see everywhere that had been, uh, the, the cat had made mistakes throughout the house. So we went through with the black light and glasses on. And then I applied the nature's miracle in those areas. I did that over a week, let it happen. And then I had the carpet cleaners come through and professionally steam clean the carpet. And afterwards with the black light, you couldn't tell it happened. And second of all, you couldn't tell what the smell. So that worked out really well. If you're trying to do this here with, uh, with one of those rental ones, um, you're not going to have the desired results because it just leaves too much water in place. So you'll get the water diluted from that, but it doesn't really go away. And you need to have the power to get it up out of the pad. Now, when it gets bad is when it gets through the pad, you're not going to be able to really attack this. This is when the carpet needs to come up, probably be thrown away or professionally cleaned. And then you need to come into that subfloor and hit that with either Nature's Miracle first and let the enzymes get it, or go in there with one of the, uh, you know, mop it up as best you can and then come in there with one of the odor capturing paints or primers and then, you know, multiple coats of primer, get it locked in. Or if it's just one area, cut out that subfloor and replace it with something that's not. That's always the better situation. But uh, make sure that you've got that dialed in before you put the new carpet back down. Now, I have seen them, companies, rescue carpets that were destroyed. And probably the worst case, which I was shocked that they did it and didn't like it. And this was 40 plus years ago. But I saw a house that had a uh, sewage backup in it. And the restoration company came in, grabbed that carpet, took it out, had it deodorized and cleaned and brought back and reinstalled. And um, I would have said no. I would have said, I don't want that health hazard. And maybe not they're doing that anymore because carpet's just going to be better to put in there. But again, make sure that you've got those things taken care of. Make sure you've got the right carpet in there. And then they make pads. If you're going to put new carpet in, they make a waterproof pad that is designed for pets. So if you get like one of these stain masters, um, you know, the, the, the carpets that don't stain, make sure you spend the money on the pad behind it that is closed cell. So that way you don't get that stuff soaking into the pad. And once it's in the pad, it's very hard to get out of there. So using a closed cell pad is really good for that. And it keeps things really clean. So uh, make sure you use that closed cell, like an eight pound pad. I love those. They're so comfy and plush at the same time they're sealed. So uh, nothing gets a chance to get through that. And it's almost a barrier between that and the subfloor behind it. So uh, if you have a pet accident, it's going to be smart in how that works. Now, when we come back, I want to talk about uh, one of my favorite tools for the, with the pets. And I used to have a dog that was an escape artist and how I dealt with that. We'll talk about that dog escape artist just as soon as Around the House returns. Hey, this is Ron Keel, the Metal Cowboy from Keel, the Ron Keel Band and Steeler. We are rocking Around the House with Eric G. Raise your Welcome back to Around the House Show, where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Hey, if you're looking for videos to inspire you or help you through a project, head over to 
aroundthehouseonline.com and you will find um, our YouTube over there. It's on the front page of that. And then uh, like anybody who navigates YouTube, just click on a video and then you can find our playlist by clicking on that. And uh, that's on the KPTV Fox 12 uh, YouTube page. And so we have a playlist of, uh, man, so many videos over there. Um, we've had a lot of fun with new products and DIY projects and stuff like that. Um, you've got about 124, 125 videos hiding out over there. So it's a great place for that. And, uh, there's some really fun stuff to show off. So, uh, we just did one last week, uh, where a guy took this super steep backyard that was unusable and uh, my friends over at the wall, which is a sponsor of the show, they came in there and terraced it and put in an 18 hole putt putt course. If you want to see what that turned out, head over there and uh, you can find it right over there. Absolutely stunning project uh, that turned out really well. Well, today we've been talking about uh, those pets, the dogs, and I wanted to talk here for a little bit about um, a project I had with a little pet. It was just a little rescue we had and he, you know, rest his rest in peace little buddy has uh crossed over that uh rainbow bridge to the other side but here's the deal he was an escape artist and that's how we got him or julie got him years ago even before my time he was an escape artist and he kept getting out and so it didn't matter if you had rock soil it would sit there and slowly dig away so my nickname for him was el chapo because that dog could escape out of anywhere and so how I solved that problem was two things. Was one, if he ended up getting away, that I wanted to be able to find him and track him down. So here's what I did. Um, I started out with the FI, F-I, dog collar. And it is a smart dog collar. Uh, website for that is tryfi, so T-R-Y-F-I.com. And it basically gives me a GPS for my dog. And it's also a fitness tracker, you know, and so it's a big deal. I mean, 7 million dogs go missing every year. And so what you can do is you can go around and set your perimeter and have it notify you that, hey, your dog just left the building. So it's great. And when he would get away, we could go on the hunt. And it would show up right on my phone app. You know, it's not an air tag that you've got hanging on the dog. This is a whole different thing. So, um, you know, that's the problem with the air tag is if someone's not next to your dog with an iPhone, it doesn't know where it's at. So if your dog's not within 200 feet of an iPhone, you have no idea where that dog is. So, um, and what's cool is, is this, this has GPS and LTE. So it actually uses the technology from the cell phone towers to work. And so, uh, this works out really well. So when you go into lost dog mode, you can figure out where the dog went to. And so, um, I love it. And so it's one of those things that uh, works really well. Um, it's a really cool collar. And it's something you can click a lead off to as well. I mean, the, the, the new collars have 400 pounds of static force testing on them. So uh, it'll do. And they're waterproof tested to IP68 and IP66K. So uh, their Series 3 is the most waterproof device ever put on a dog. So it is meant for that. And so 
These are really cool, and it's something to take a look at. And I really like working with these guys. They've got some really great stuff. Um, you know, this is a serious collar that is meant for serious dogs. Uh, and I love the industrial strength out of it. So if you ever have that dog that likes to get away, this is your electronic answer to make it work. So uh, it's one of those that I'm very, very, very impressed with. So, um, and that's, uh, tryfi.com. So T R Y F I.com. Now I had to get crazy around my house because the, my little dog was digging holes and getting out of that dog area that I had built. So I finally had to go in and take some really fine chicken wire mesh that was thick and small because I didn't want the dog to get hurt. So what I did is I dug down about a foot and then came back about two feet. So I attached it to the bottom of my fence, went down about a foot, and then went back and backfilled over the top of this L piece. So when the dog would dig down there, it would get up against the metal and go, oh, I can't dig through it. And finally, he gave up trying to dig around that. But I literally had to staple all of this to the bottom of the fence to keep it so the dog would not get away. And that's how we got out of that. But uh, we had to do it. I mean, in a perfect world, I could have done a concrete thing. But having that return was the key, not just putting it down there. Because he would go to the bottom of the fence, dig, and the dogs are not smart enough generally to go, oh, I need to get back two feet and then dig. So they couldn't figure that out. So that was one of the, the best things we did. Um, didn't hurt the dogs at all. The last thing you want to do is have your dog, you know, get a foot hurt or a paw hurt or something like that trying to dig. But this was our solution to keep him out of traffic. And because I had buried it in the ground, he only did it once and realized he couldn't get through there and gave up. So that was a great solution as far as keeping the dog in the yard where we wanted it to. Now, the other things that we have done around here is, um, you know, created shade out in that area in the past when we had a really hot summer. Now I've got an area that is uh, full tree cover, so I don't have to really worry about that. And of course, the dogs can come right back in the building as well. So it's not like they're hanging outside for a while. We never lock the dogs outside. Uh, I shouldn't say never. The only time they go outside is if they're going out there 15, 20 minutes so we can mop the floor downstairs, let them outside and play for a little bit and do that um, and keep them from coming back in that door. Whoop, there they are. Nice little cameo appearance right there. But really, you know, controlling access is key. And that is going to be something that is going to be great. And uh, being able to track your dog as well. And the battery lasts a long time. It's like once a month I can put it on there for, you know, uh, an hour or two. And it's charged up really well. And uh, I've had these things for years now. And they're doing really well, especially with dogs that uh, play hard a lot. They have been very durable. So it is something that is uh, very important. And I think uh, making sure, just like when we're dealing with dog foods and stuff, making sure that your vet is part of their follow-up plan and make sure that you're providing your dogs with the best food and uh, continuous clean water. And uh, the next thing I want to talk about uh, coming up here in the next segment, which I think is an important one here, is making sure that you are doing all the things as a dog owner that you should be doing, whether it's the follow-up checkups, whether it's the exercise. And that is something that I think has been one of the biggest problems that we've had is that we have a huge issue with people that went out and bought these really cool breeds that they loved off Instagram, 
and then brought them home and realized, holy smokes, I have to take them out for five miles a walk today. Otherwise, they're going to tear my house up. These are things that, um, that I want to talk about that I've learned as far as getting access to the dogs to, to, to burn off that energy. And that's an important one. And uh, I tell you what, I could not be a successful dog owner without my wife, Julie, helping us get this stuff done. Because I tell you what, the challenges we have with my schedule and getting the dogs walked, uh, she has been a trooper on making sure that they are taken care of. And that has been a very cool situation where we've had teamwork that's made this work. Now, when we come back, we got so much more to talk about as uh, dog owners and pet owners here. Um, I really want to talk a little bit more about um, some of the food and the training aspects here. And we'll do that when we come back. If you want to find out more about us or if you have questions about Around the House, head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Make sure you find us on social media. Just look up Around the House Show and uh, you can find us there. And we have a closed group on Facebook, Around the House Nation. Uh, where you can share up those projects and everything that you're working on. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages. Don't go anywhere. talking about uh, some of my successful hacks and, and tricks as being a pet owner and making sure that you've got stuff dialed in for your dog especially you know and making sure that that's taken care of and uh, that your pet is living their best life now here's something that i wanted to bring on that has been a discussion and a heated one a little bit but i want to make sure we uh, we address it before the show is over is that um, you probably, before you go adopt a dog or get one from a breeder, have the discussion with your homeowner's insurance policy to make sure you have the proper coverage. There are insurance companies that won't insure you if the wrong breed, or they will charge you more if you have what they would consider an aggressive breed. And I'm not going to get into the... um, into the debate of what's an aggressive dog and what's not. I know that there are some wonderful pit bulls that are so loving out there. And there's those handful of people that uh, have been fairly mean to these dogs and have trained them into, you know, fighting monsters. And guess what? Um, that's not the dog's fault. That is the owner's fault. But uh, nonetheless, there are some breeds that uh, statistically are more aggressive than others. Uh, even though that, uh, everyone knows and any dog really has the ability to bite you if they don't want to, uh, have you around. So this is something that has been, uh, challenging for people and, uh, they'll go pick up their dog and here's what happens. They go pick the dog up and guess what? Um, they go to and renew their insurance or whatever. And the insurance company goes, Hey, what dog you got? Oh, I got X. And they go, ooh, yeah, we can't cover you with that dog. I've seen that happen. So uh, make sure you understand what the laws are in your state. 
there's also some places that have bans on certain kinds of dogs and uh, all of that. So make sure that you've got that well understood in your area. Now, something that I'm going to be doing here is a DIY project for my house is because I've got two bigger dogs and I am going to be building here in the next few weeks a dog shower outside because right now the dogs have to come into my shower in the house because I've got a big walk-in shower and I'd much rather to be able to do it in the summertime or probably nine months out of the year outside with warm water. So now I have all the materials to do that so we can start doing that and it's going to turn out really cool. I'm excited to see it. We're going to get that laid out and um, I'm going to make it so the dogs can jump up a little bit higher. So it's a little easier on our backs. And then I'm going to have a shower pan with kind of a metal, cool, decorative metal looking uh, back on it. And then I've got a a handheld wand and a regular shower that uh, we'll be able to use as a dog wash area as well. So if I need to rinse off real quick, I can actually go out there and rinse myself off if I get covered in dirt that I don't want to track inside. That will be an important part of this process. So think about a dog wash area. Um, You know, William did a great one over at his house uh, on Tile. Our friend William White that's on the show a lot. Uh, He did an inside one. I'm going to do one outside because I just don't have the space. Uh, My laundry room is literally in my garage. So if I had a separate laundry room, that is exactly where I would put it. But um, that is going to be the place for it there. But um, yeah, take a look at it. Uh, prior products is who I'm using the, uh, exterior fixtures for. So I can literally be able to sit there and, uh, turn on warm water, even when it's cool outside and be able to rinse the dogs off, get them clean, uh, without having to have that mess inside my own shower, because we end up losing a lot of dog hair inside and that makes it harder to clean up that shower. So, uh, having your own dog wash is a luxury and I'm going to have some fun there and get it taken care of. So, uh, Another trick that we do too is we have, uh, we buy them from Costco, but I buy those waterless uh, dog bath wipes. And so basically these are like the hospital wipes, the big ones you get. But when we bring the dogs in from inside, we don't want to give them a full bath. Using those to clean them up uh, when they, before they come in, when they're covered in dirt, uh, has been great. So getting those is a really good idea. And that is another good trick, especially like if you're going to the beach and you want to wipe off the sand and stuff that's maybe wet sand stuck to them. That is another great hack is having those, uh, you know, those um, waterless wipes. Those have been a really great one, you know, and that is good. Now, some of the other stuff that you can do, um, there's a lot of little tricks out there for dealing with pets, but um, one is going to come down to training. Um, you know, I, I recommend everybody as a dog owner, unless you are a dog trainer yourself, spending some time, if you've got some behavioral issues, you know, this is the time to bring the pro in and deal with it. Um, and then there's a lot of other doggy daycares out there as well. So if you want to, your dog is spun up and you want to run them up the street to the, to the, uh, doggy play area and have your dog playing with a bunch of dogs, there's a lot of other companies across the U S that have some great solutions for that besides just going to the dog park, you know? And, um, and one thing too, I want to talk about, find the trainer that works with you. If you're a dog park person and you have a trainer that hates dog parts, dog parks, that is not going to be a good mix. So find the right one and you'll be good. Now, another one here, um, that I think is important is being careful of where your dog sleeps. And this is an issue in my house. So I am not any means perfect this. 
There are times the dogs will sleep in their kennels and they'll do great. There are times that they want to sneak up and snuggle on the bed. Even though that's awesome, it is not good for my sleep when I've got the dog taking up my spot of the bed. So making sure that you've got that, making sure that you've got the um, details for your dog. You know, they get in their flea meds, the tick meds, the heartworm medicine, all those things. Uh, and there's a lot of different online um, apps out there as well to help you manage these things for your dogs. So you don't have to do this alone. This is one of those things that really get it, really get it dialed in can be a big one. And pay attention to your dog telling you things. If your dog is scratching a lot or chewing its paws or, or telling other stories, make sure that you've got this kind of dialed in. And uh, if you travel a lot, make sure that you've got a, a doggy pack ready to go. And you can even put those in your cars, the ones you typically take the dog with. But uh, a little doggy backpack um, can be a smart one, especially if you're going on hiking trips with collapsible water bowls, some water bottles, things like that, um, you know, treats. Um, sometimes those small lit rollers work real well. So uh, that can be a really great way to pick up hair around the car, around you, or even get it off the dog before it jumps in the car. Those little pocket lint rollers can be lifesavers on trying to keep things under control. And uh, that's another great tip. So there's a lot of different things you can be doing um, around the house to make sure that that, uh, you know, you've got a good life for your dog and a good life for you. You don't need to be a slave to your pets, just as your pets, you know, don't want to be ignored as well. So what you have to do is find that happy medium and uh, do your research before you if, you. if you're a person right now going, man, I'm thinking about getting a dog. Think about it, how it's going to change your lifestyle. Are you ready to go on vacation and have somebody dog sit or you have to put it into a kennel or a doggy hotel for a number of days? Are you ready for that? Is your dog ready for that? So make sure that you've got the understanding of what it takes to be a dog owner. To the finances, if you are barely getting by and you're paycheck to paycheck, maybe getting in a dog or two isn't going to be the best answer for you. It might emotionally, but it might not be financially because um, taking care of a pet is a, uh, is a big responsibility as well as a big financial responsibility. And, uh, you know, that is the one thing that is sad about being a pet owner is that uh, most of the time you're going to outlive them. And so you need to kind of have a plan of, um, you know, what happens when they get sick? Do you have an insurance plan? What do you have to uh, make sure that, that you can provide that dog with the best care possible and that they can be your trusted companion for years or even a decade, depending on what you're looking at for a pet? So... Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Around the House today. If you want more information, head over to aroundthehouseonline.com. You can find us there, as well as on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have multiple accounts, depending on uh, whether it's the radio show, podcast, or TV show. So make sure you found all of those and uh, the, the respective places. And if you want to find out more about the podcast and the over 1,000 episodes we have in the back catalog, that is over at aroundthehouseonline.com and you can join our insider with uh, special access and early access to the weekend show. Thanks for tuning in Around the House, everybody. We'll see you in the midweek special podcast. We'll catch you next Saturday or Sunday for Around the House.
somewhere unseen and undiscovered anywhere beyond the mean life is a love song let's be lovers Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.